0: Yeah, that's good. That's not cheesy at all. Running saved my life. Really,
1: Hillary. (laughs) Running for memories memories and running saved my life. No, 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 not cheesy at all. I think that's the title of my memoir, actually.
0: We're back. We did it. We have a trail tips. This is called Why I Run. There's a whole lot of chit-chat in this episode because it literally is just like if Tori and I sat down and decided to have a conversation, which would never happen, okay? So this was if Victoria and I went for a jog and had a conversation about why we're doing this, this is what we'd say. So there's less like questions and answers. It's literally just a whole crap ton of chit-chat. But I encourage you to put your earbuds in, go for a jog, and pretend that you're a part of the conversation. Speak out loud if you need to. And think about why you run. It's definitely motivating, and it also makes you pretty introspective we get real deep here uh sort of talk to, to just gets sappy so I want to thank everybody who submitted their reasons for running we read those out and part of the reason I wanted to have this conversation is that I am feeling like I'm not sure what I want to do with my running next year and what kind of race what distance what type of speed so it's fun to just pull it back and be like what would be the most fun um and why do I want to do that. Okay. Sponsors. This episode is brought to us by Knack Nutrition, which is a new company I'm working with and they're Canadian. They've just sponsored Jenny Quilty and they have some amazing nutrition that you guys need to go to N A A K B A R dot com to check out and use discount code TRW for 15% off. They are... Uh, focusing on creating sustainable fuel for endurance athletes because a lot of those gels and bars are not made with sustainable ingredients and we really want to help the planet fight climate crisis. So they're using palm oil, focusing on the most sustainable proteins on the market and much more. You guys have to go check them out. I'm obsessed with the protein powder, the waffles, and the bars. The bars have this texture that you can actually get in your body while you're running and they have protein, which is something that we don't often get enough of as women when we are doing endurance training and it will make you feel way better. Your muscles will respond better. So all of the reasons that you should get it are there (laughs) and the waffles are fantastic mid race. That's what Jenny uses. So, they, all, they have a pretty good Instagram. I think you can probably check them out there too. I'll link to all this stuff in the show notes. Again, TRW for 15% off. If you are in Canada, the US, or anywhere, they will ship to you. So that discount code is good for all over. The second sponsor for the show... I lied to you. That's it. I think we have a sponsor that I'm going to read out a bit later. So I won't talk about them now we have two i have two special treats for you guys for holiday season discount codes coming out the butt here okay i'm gonna leave it at that thank you guys so much for everything that you say on instagram for your wonderful five-star reviews for being awesome and listening in general find me at hillsport 55 come say hi share this with your friends you guys we're on episode 165 shit's bananas
1: bye Fun see now oh
0: god do you see it
1: do you see it working so intense yeah i'll try not to f-bomb now yeah we were
0: supposed to catch up on the halloween run but tori could not make it uh if you don't know i'm talking about check out instagram for photos most notably a blowfish that dnf'd the full distance but did run 18 and a half kilometers and i was really impressed she
1: dnf'd that's so funny but also inspiring i was laughing at your costume sorry go
0: She was literally in a giant blowfish. and Shout out to Claire. Shout out to Claire. Claire. It was so impressive and she made it herself and it was so hard to actually move in that thing it looked like. And then people were all like, oh my God, look at these girls and taking pictures of us. And Alicia was right behind me and somebody was like, blowfish for the win. And Alicia's like,
1: she fucking DNF'd. And I died. (laughs) Okay, so when I first saw the pictures, I don't know why this is like my own like, abilities to think. Uh I thought she was COVID virus.
0: That's what I thought at first too actually.
1: Oh, okay. 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 Good. I was like and then I was like, what is she? And then she did the whole like Instagram story about how she made it. And that girl's got no limits, I swear. Oh my God.
0: Her creativity is fantastic. She's
1: really good. Um I also laughed at your costume because my memory is that Baker's first Halloween he was Santa. And then I saw you were you also Santa? <laughs> Yeah, I
0: stole it from him and it was not <laughs> as cute. <laughs> I was like,
1: I can't really tell what Hillary is. And then there's an up-close photo and I was like, oh, she was like baker like two Halloweens ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought I would steal it. Because like Tara said, people were like, what's like a reasonable thing to run a long distance in? And um, most of us had some sort of easy-ish running apparel. Claire did not.
1: Claire did not. Was it heavy? It was did you difficult. ever like, did you ever hold it? The um,
0: no, I did not. But okay. it looked it looked heavy, it looked heavy, and she had had a few drinks the night before too. um I understand oh, it. So I think she was also quite hot. I it was also cold and snowy, but it was also warm.
1: I also was like, well, the reason I didn't go is because Katie didn't dress up as a dragon, and that was the deal. So I'm fine to not go. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, she
0: was a skeleton instead. Um, and
1: what's your boyfriend's name? I don't have a boyfriend. You're such a bitch. <laughs> You're such a bitch. You have been plotting that line. I know you for a week now and I honestly was going to call you yesterday to be like, "Look, can we just like, you know, update each other in our lives before we record?" Cuz I knew you were going to say something super annoying and embarrassing. I'm not answering your question.
0: Okay, well I think that answers it for no, us.
1: You are awful. You are so awful. God. Uh it's true, but have, again, I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. You,
0: you don't, and that's just a teaser. And so then next time when we do Tosho's full update, we can get deeper into um, the fact that I don't that. have a boyfriend. Yes, the <laughs> not boyfriend, my boyfriend, and where he lives and what his name
1: is. I don't even know who the fuck. <laughs>
0: um. Okay. So. Today's episode, we, I mean, we will do more catching up as we go, I feel. It's going to be another one like the body image where it's just sort of a discussion. And I reached out to everybody on Instagram to get their opinions on it because it's something that's been twirling around in my brain. And I know Tori has evolved as well over the last little while on your running um, after like walking club for a whole year and all of those things. And then talking to people that I coach as well as just other friends um, who it was like, we went from races to covid to back to races, and things changed and also didn't change more and also less than I thought they would for a lot of people. Um, so we're just kind of doing a why I run episode to make that super long story short. Um so I think we put I put it out only twenty four hours ago, and I had like twenty responses. I only have ten of them to read out because a lot of them were very similar, but Wanted to get a good variety, and they were some pretty cool answers.
1: I love that you had twenty DM slides. I had one. Thank you to Jordan Mackie Richards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I like that for hers. You put, "I have a question, not the answer though."
1: <laughs> yeah, she had, she had a trail tips question. I'm happy to tackle the trail tips question from Jordan. Um, but yeah, I also think that if, and I've probably said this before, but if you are interested in running like longer distance trails or ultras, um, or you're, you know, an ultra running vet, you have likely explored that why, because, you know, we talk about it a lot, coming back to your why or knowing your why, because when things get uncomfortable or bloody or messy or smelly, you're going to have to come back to one or more why's about what the fuck you're doing and why you're doing it.
0: So do we want to start with ours or end with ours?
1: Oh, it's a great question. Uh, Mine's like pretty sappy. Like, yeah, it can get pretty sappy.
0: So I don't know, like what kind of vibe do we want to go with here? Let's save it for the end because we're going to have comments through. Do you want to alternate reading these or do you want me to read them and you comment?
1: Uh, I like the second thing you just said.
0: Okay. Okay. So this is uh, planning on the go is what it's called. Okay. So first one is from Kat. I love this one. My reasons for running surprisingly haven't changed since the return of races. I found trail running in February, 2020. Oh, that is interesting. Like literally the day COVID started due to my gyms closing for the pandemic. And I felt drawn to explore the blue Ridge mountains in my backyard. The second I stepped foot out there, my soul felt full. Whether I experienced stress from my job or the pandemic, I could always go trail running to refill my cup. I think the return of races, I have, a uh, I have more of a competitive desire for running, but it's not competitive against others. It's competitive against my own mind. It reminds me every long training run that my mind will quit before my body does. There's no better feeling than finishing a long training run as prescribed when you wanted to quit halfway through.
1: Thoughts, comments. So beautifully written. Yeah, I love that from Kat.
0: I thought that was so fun too, because I have said before, I think it's like the one sport for me anyways, where I have found like a good training run is equally as satisfying as a race. So I know that feeling, um, which is cool. Cause then you get it more and more. Okay. Number two, adventuring and exploring new places, connecting to nature, meeting new people and quality time with friends, health, mind, and body. Lindsay healthy mind and body kind of sums it up nicely. Doesn't it?
1: Yeah. I don't have many comments for Lindsay. Nice work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I run for my mental health very I'm very slow so races aren't a motivator but I just run for the fun and the feeling of accomplishment and knowing how cool it is my body can take me to cool places Claire yeah I agree with that one it has actually changed for me in a big way after only running to do events after my event getting cancelled in July I had a shower epiphany yes <laughs> I are the best one day and realized I didn't need an event to run I get to now run purely because I want to, not because of a trading program. When the world gets too much, it's off for a run and into the woods till my soul has been restored, Sandra. And then there's a random comment from Tori. um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) On the Google Doc, straight up in the middle of the Google Doc. (laughs) You know what? That was actually the end of the Google Doc, and then you just kept going with the bullets. I did, yeah.
0: Number five, Tori. Do we share ours too? <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one. It has changed for me. I never enjoyed races; it caused too much anxiety. But that was road races. COVID inspired me to get out of my comfort zone, and this year I did my first ultra race. Ultimately, I fell in love with the community around it. Now I'm ready, already looking at multiple races for next year. Constance, I run for my mental and physical health. I never really raced before, but now that they are back, I'm taking advan- advantage of them. Dana. There's more people that are, like, more into racing now than before than I thought. Um, Peter. I'm still running so that I don't kill people. Yes, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> um, So, yeah. I mean, so many different themes, but all kind of similar as well. Um, what is your... Okay, what are your comments on all of them? And just reading notes. Mackey's- well, if, um, I just uh,
1: maybe we should go into Jordan's. So Jordan, bless her fly fishing soul. Um she she has like a Trail Tips question about a state a 3-day event in March. Do we want to save this to another Trail Tips episode? Probably.
0: Yeah, if we have time, we'll put it in the end.
1: Okay. Um yeah, so I guess yeah, the people that did share, thank you so much for sharing. What um it's interesting because even if people were talking about lately, they like it for their, they like run for their mental health or they like the trails for that peace of mind and soul filling things, um, you know, you have that, but then you also have like the mental health piece. People like it with the racing component. And then people also with the mental health piece don't like it with the racing component. So I find that really interesting, the different perspectives of like, oh yeah, I do it for my mental health. Who said that? And then I also am taking, oh, Dana, Dana. Dana dana i really take advantage of the races that they're back now even though she does it for her mental and physical health so i find that critic kind of um interesting
0: yeah um i think the gist is like that people are getting to races to be a part of the community not to compete against other people
1: Oh, maybe. I just think of, like, when you're racing, you're just, like, going to kill people. I don't know. Like, maybe not. Maybe people, yeah, just, like, to be at the event. But I guess, yeah, I guess I – what no one actually touched upon, which I found interesting, now that races are back, and I think we've touched upon this before, is the fact that, you know, COVID was this, you know, excuse or opportunity, whatever you want to call it, to introvert more or perhaps isolate for good or for worse, for better or for worse. And so – um, now that races are like more approved now and Mike and I actually, Mike and I talked about this before when he announced that Finlayson was happening. Oh, by the way, I forgot to like start off this recording with congrats on Finny. Cause I don't think we've even talked since then. We, we haven't recorded since then. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. We haven't recorded since then. We have talked. You're right. Yeah. Um, so right when he announced that he was going to do Finny again, you know, we had a few extensive chats about that and you know we were both like are we ready to be back in a crowded you know group of people like well no we're not really because I would say this for years that alternating is kind of like this introverts unite event like people that are pretty introverted just like go and hang out and that's pretty fun because you can often feel like you're with quote your people um but because people had been given this permission to introvert for COVID um, it was like this other element of like, am I ready to be in a crowd? Am I ready to, you know, be peopling for a weekend like at Finlayson? And so Mike and I were actually kind of just exploring that and like what that means and what that feels like and like the anxiety going into that and not. And um yeah, we had like a big conversation about that because um, I'm also, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to be in a crowd right now, whether it's, just a crowd or whether it's like with ultra running and depending on my relationship with running, like, do I want to be in that crowd? And all those questions, like I was asking, um, around the time when, when he announced that he was going to pursue with Vincent.
0: Yeah, it definitely was interesting. And I feel like some days I would feel like, no, and other days I would feel like, yes, like I never even had a consistent feeling towards it. Um, when we were there, it didn't feel, I mean, at that point too, People were pretty confident on the safety of outdoors. Um, And I was actually surprised at how many people were there. Like, I thought I was going to be so excited to go back to races, but I was super anxious. And I don't know if it was like expectations on myself or being like, we haven't had the chance to race for so long. I don't want to blow my one opportunity when before it would be like, you could just race every weekend if you wanted, like almost taking them for granted that they were just always Mm going to be there Mm -hmm. and everywhere. Um, and then leading up to it being like, I don't know if I'm really enjoying this, like taper, being nervous, making sure I have all my gear and like organizing all this stuff Mm -hmm. and people who used to race a lot, uh, who I would run with were like, oh yeah, I might just never race again. Like, I don't even care. Who said that, that? Can I ask? Um, well, Julie was like, yeah, I just might not even, and that really surprised me because I guess like, I thought the collective, because people were so disappointed, I thought everybody would run back to races as fast as they could. No pun intended. Um, but, like, there were races even by, like, Coast Mountain that weren't sold out. And that surprised me. And that's when yeah. I started to really, like, think yeah. about this question more. Um, when, I started, like what, when I
1: started noticing those patterns that you just spoke to, it really made me, I think my guess was that really COVID and, like, the canceling of things, you know, whatever your hobby is the canceling of your hobby during COVID let's call it alternating let's call it you know whatever knitting in groups I don't fucking know so um whatever your hobby is and it was canceled I think it really especially if your hobby is really hard (laughs) um it does provide this opportunity to look inward and really ask yourself why because now like COVID made us ask why about all areas of our life so you're now Gonna ask why about like okay. I'm gonna ask why I'm paying this money. I'm gonna ask why I'm traveling to this place. I'm gonna ask why I am. You know, if I really enjoy running, like I don't love a taper, for example. Um, I actually don't really love a taper, so. But um, that's not hypothetical. Um, But yeah, like all those things that you just described about like the leading up to it, like you're. It's almost like you're 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 being introspective. You're have an opportunity to be introspective even more because of like. COVID we are going back and forth and we're being ping ponged with all the different rules or, um, you know, regulations that are going on. And, um, but then you're like, okay, this thing that is really important to me and has been really important to me for a long time. You start asking these questions, like, how much of this is actually my identity? Do I want it to be my identity? Is that a bad thing? Is it a good thing? You know, do I actually like these people? Do I not like these people? Why do I consider these people, my community? Why, you know, what is it about a start line? What is it about a finish line? Like, what it is about volunteering I like or don't like and like what am I putting my time towards and my energy towards and what does that mean to me and so I think COVID just brought that opportunity up for people.
0: Yeah and I think you just made a really good point with all of those examples because we it's all like in my mind is one thing like why am i do, doing this um, and then like why am I feeling anxious versus why am I not and it's all of those little questions and trying to figure out like and especially now having a kid the logistics are so much more challenging um, and I've noticed that some people have, and no judgment either, I just think it's super interesting, like you said, to kind of analyze it, um, have been like, no, nope, I don't need it. I don't know, go, need to go back. Like they've kind of found their peace with why they're running. And then the other side of it where I'm like, oh, that person's in a different race every weekend. Like they're just loving it and back at it. Um, and I think I find it interesting because I don't really know where I'm at yet. Because I was so anxious going into Finlayson that I was almost like, this is it. This is my last race. I don't know why I'm doing this because last year we just got to do a bunch of hard efforts that were so fun and there was no anxiety around it. So why would I like have this feeling that I have right now around something fun? And then during the race, I got to the first aid station and the cheering and the people, And all the amazing parts of the community were like so glaringly obvious that I was like, "Oh, this is why." And then, of course, that like extra push that you do get from being in a race—that you have to have some anxiety and worry about it to be motivated enough to push that little extra in a race—that that that also was kind of satisfying in itself. So it's a weird, it's a weird place to be, and I don't know.
1: Well, I think that's that's like that's a lot of just anxiety. So like, there's two things I'm hearing. And it's, like, the idea, like, I was doing this before when I was talking to Mike before Finney. I was, like, the idea of something, the idea of the unknown is, like, can just, like, breed anxiety, right? Like, you just, you can start, like, overthinking about the future or something to anticipate. And that's anxiety, right? And so, for me, I was, like, I was not having anxiety about going, like, to even, like, to work at the race. I was just, like, there was, yeah, I was just, like, thinking a lot about it. And then and then what you just described, like, the... The nerves or the anxiety before the race or just like being on the start line, anxiety is also this positive piece that it, you know, you can push a bit more because you're like, okay, now I'm not waiting. I'm not thinking about the unknown. I'm like in the thing, I'm doing the thing and it matters. Anxiety is an indicator that something matters to you. And so whether it's And it's about something that usually matters in the future. And so you're in the middle of the race and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm actually like in the moment. I don't have to like think about the unknown except for maybe the next unknown aid station. Um, And you can push and you can like funnel that anxiety to like go into a race effort, if that makes sense. And so – um that's why I think a lot of people run to like relieve anxiety is because like it can be especially distance running as it can be in the moment and it can just strip away everything that doesn't matter and you're like forced to be present because if you're not present you're gonna die not gonna die but you're just gonna get really hungry and you're gonna get blisters and you're gonna if you're not, not, present, you're not you're gonna, gonna take care of you're, you're not gonna be taking care of yourself at mile 65 but anyway yeah
0: no and you're right in that sense people are and that's part of it too, where like finlayson and it's just using this as an example because it was the first race back, provided the opportunity to go be alone in nature in the middle of the night in some scary ass territory that I never could do alone because I'd be like, I'm gonna get eaten and die um and push a little bit harder because I'd kind of forced some rest before and felt pretty good. So it does give you an opportunity to kind of explore your running in a new way too and maybe it is just you know what do they say it takes the sun and the rain to make a rainbow so there's like
1: i've never heard that before where'd you hear that from
0: i don't know
1: Some people i just say that science all the time. i actually think it's science well it is science it's totally science you know you
0: gotta have a little good and bad or things aren't cool
1: <laughs> literally that is how i think that's how rainbows are made <laughs> <laughs> um it's not an hypothetical it's like that's not even the saying it's like it's no, like, the water it's like weather it's like weather 101 <laughs> science um what? this is um, not a metaphor hillary <laughs> science yeah but like science is tells us things you know i think what, also. if i ever did race again which i probably will i just i'm very particular i'm very picky about what i would do and that way but I think what you just described is like one of the reasons where I would go back is because it is that opportunity to be in a dark remote place in the middle of the night and like um like whereas something like I wanted to do Nolan's for a million years and I would in a heartbeat if Nolan's was still something you could register for I would do it I would pay whatever they but it's not a race anymore it's just something it's a route that you do so I'm like it's stuff like that where it's like that's that would be like a structured situation where I would that would be worth it to me. So I get the fact that you know it is an opportunity to like explore new areas or um, new areas in the Alpine or trails or um, that you wouldn't get to otherwise. And then it, what do they call it? The the all you what do they call ultras like the all you can eat buffet of eight stations or whatever? Yeah, that's pretty scientifically
0: okay. Speaking of all you can eat, I just want to take a second to talk about our new sponsor. I get into this one. This is for our American listeners, but I do have to say that as I got to know more about this company and looked further into their website, I did not want to pass up on this opportunity for you guys because I have a very good discount code. We talk a lot about wellness and energy and fueling on this podcast, and it really is impossible to overemphasize the importance of fueling our bodies with fresh, delicious, and nutrient-rich foods before hitting the trails. Some days, this is easier said than done. So Simple Feast is really on a mission to make things easier for your family and also to make the planet a better place. They deliver 100% organic, locally sourced, plant-based meals every week. Every meal is thoughtfully designed by chefs from Michelin-starred background to balance maximum flavors and maximum health. They're ready in 20 minutes. It's not super expensive. You get three full meals starting at $98 a week, and it's designed to be an entire feast, not just a one bowl meal that you reheat. That's roughly $33 a dinner for two at home with leftovers. Okay, the discount. So you're going to get $35 off your first box with promo code MORE TRAILS if you go to simplefeast.com and you can find more about them at simplefeast.com backslash us. But again, you are going to get three delicious meals in your first kit with $35 off. That's a whole dinner for two with leftovers free. That's simplefeast.com by using the promo code MORE TRAILS. Guys, you have to try this. So what I wanted to get into as well with the catch up of like your general life, since you just alluded to it a bit there, uh, you went from pubis injuries to walking club to a bike riding indoor um addict with a lot of sweat to a running coach Uh, tell me where you are at personally with running having been through an injury and like what are you hoping to have like because a lot of times people get a coach to train them for a particular event what are you finding is the like benefit from a coach and where you're at and like what are you trying to do right now
1: um, good questions. Also, I think you missed the patella. That's been pissing me off since February twenty twenty one. Yeah, that's in there. I, I couldn't
0: remember the name patella, so I just went with sweat.
1: <laughs> sweat. <laughs> I actually have so I actually have a I've been uh later today I've got a really aggressive stationary bike workout. But um yeah, I'm just so basically what I'd been doing since so it was like walking club last summer and then this summer I was like um doing longer distances and I've been pretty consistent with weekly mileage for the last um, I would say since spring of 2021, but what I noticed is either like psycho, what's the symptomatic, whatever, like a, this, like either something in my brain or like actually physically like doing a stride or any sort of speed work, um, didn't feel good on my pubis or my knee. And so, but I was still doing a lot of, and I was trying to alternate cycling. I was cycling, um, two to three times in between longer distance runs over the summer. And so, um, I realized like, I'm just so in my head because, um, and then I've been doing like consistent strength training, um, at lifting class down the road from where I live. And so I just, I've been trying to like, obviously we know we can't run all the time and we can't just only run. and, And so like I need to just have someone to, so right now I'm working with someone because whenever I have worked with a coach. So when I worked with David years ago, it wasn't just for an event or a race. It was just for having this awesome human in my life and he was amazing and great. Um, but then I ended that when the pubis injury wasn't healing. And, um, I said to myself, if I was ever going to work with a coach again, they would have to kind of like hit these things. And so I think about the shit way too much, but anyway, I'd be like, I would want them to be, this sounds ridiculous, but I would want them to be like a menstruating woman. Um, <laughs> Actually, it's not ridiculous. It's like that is one of my things I would want to have. I would want them to have had their own like setbacks or their own experiences where they were, you know, a high level athlete, but not necessarily just in running and they understand how to incorporate cross training to benefit running Um, and yeah, being a woman was really important and, um, having just like a lot of experience and just being really intelligent. (laughs) So all those things. And so I started thinking about it and I'm now working with Chessa. Um, she wasn't even really coaching and I just kind of called her or like slid into her DMs one day and I was like, Hey, do you coach? And she just had a baby and her baby was like a few months old or not even. And she's like, weird. I've been thinking about that. And I kind of knew, like, I'm not super close to Chessa, but I like kind of knew, that she would be considering this. And I don't know why I knew that. I feel like I had spidey sense on this one, but um, she, like I, we're just, it's been a few months now and we're just starting to prescribe like one or two workouts a week. And it's basically, I, I'm literally paying her to help me listen to my body. And it's mostly been me plugging in what doesn't hurt. And just we're looking at patterns of consistency And we're looking at patterns of like what feels good and what doesn't feel good so that I can get to structured run training again. My mileage is like decent again. It's not where I would, where I like feel most at home in weekly mileage, but it's like pretty good for the last like five months. So, but, and that's with like one to three cycling days a week and it's my running mileage is still pretty good. So, so I just, yeah, it's really helpful to just like have someone to get out of my head and to bounce ideas off of, or just notice when I'm not listening to my body because you know we can be our own worst enemies and you know like last week you know I was I did one of her really freaking gangster cycling workouts and they're so fucking hard and and then I was like I'm just gonna like jog three miles which I like because I never want to jog three miles I just want to like see what it feels like to like do this brick workout and it was stupid my patella flame flared up you know but so now I know I'm not gonna do that today anyway do you have a diagnosis for your patella? No, it's like, no. And now that I've benefits, I just like love milking, you know, the Kairos and the RMTs and physios and stuff. So um, I don't, but no one I've seen says that they're quite concerned. Anyway, there's my rant about who I'm working with and I'm super grateful and stoked. And um, she might be keen for a few more people. Um, She said I could share that today. So, yeah. All right.
0: Sweet. I think um, I just heard a lot of growing up there. Do you know that we've been doing this for three years? And what years you ago you were like, "What is strength training? Give me all the miles." No,
1: not, not even, not even strength. I like joke. I'm like, "Oh, remember that time you just like make fun of cross reading?" And now I'm just like a fucking idiot. Like, and I don't. I still don't love it. Like, obviously my drug of choice. I just want to jog, and I only want to jog. Um, but it's helpful to have someone like at her level. That's she's performed at an athlete with running, mountain running, and cycling at a pretty high level and the fact that she's been able to to like incorporate to like cross train but like in a way that's gonna improve other activities is that if that makes sense she even even once in the last couple months she even like convinced me to go pool jogging for 30 minutes and I haven't been back but (laughs) but I just like okay like Chesa really likes pool jogging like I can do this (laughs) You know, I think
0: that's, I think that's good. And I think that I just love that because I've been obsessed with so many different sports for so long. And I think there is like such an opportunity to fall in love with other things that will allow you to run longer too, without just like blowing the wad on that one.
1: Oh, you'll love this. Oh, and she's also like one, like U.S. I'm going to get this wrong, Chessa, sorry if you're listening, but U.S. mountain running national 50K something. Like, she's won championships, like, off of extremely low mileage, like, only a few runs a week kind of thing, um, just based on her own, like, makeup. Um. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, um. funny thing about lifting class. Not funny, but you'll find it. Okay, so – um it's when you, cause when you've done like all these different sports growing up, like, and I did do sports growing up, but then I think I just only ran for too many years in a row, I guess. And so the most basic patterns, most basic moves also with the being protective of my pubis for a few years, in addition to basic patterns, I haven't practiced in my adult life. I can't jump Hillary. <laughs> So the other week at Lifting Class, okay, so I can hop. Like, I just learned to skip now, but I can't do, like, the double unders that the CrossFitter people do. But I can hop, like, one leg to one leg. I can hop, and I can kind of skip off two legs, like like little jumps. But in terms of, like, uh, an explosive ballistic box jump, like, the it's a pretty basic move. And you'd think with trails and obstacles and mountains, like, I'd be okay. Nope. I – it's like a – it's a – whatever the word is for like your brain it's like a protective thing yeah it's a protective thing but it's also like I because I haven't practiced that pattern in a million years like my brain actually can't tell my explosive muscles to get on to jump on the box like it's like a fear based thing so a few weeks ago um we don't do box jumps often but there was like a workout like part of it was like whatever part of the box jumps and I'm like I look at Mark the coach and I'm like okay I can I was like there's like a top I call it the toddler box it's the lowest fucking box in the room and I'm like I'm just gonna try this one he's like okay we'll see if you can clear it first so I'm like jumping beside the box he's like you're not even close to clearing it he's like just do fucking you're just good and so I just have to modify a lot of the workouts anyway but it was just funny because I like said to Rowan who goes to my friend here that goes to the same gym I was like we can't jump. And Rowan does all the sports, all the sports. She's like, I can't fucking jump. And I was like, I like, it's bizarre that we cannot jump, but it's also a reminder that these basic human movements need to be practiced and these patterns need to be practiced and jogging doesn't do it. No, totally. I know.
0: I know. Um, so the emergence of like plyometrics for my tennis as well. Um, has been really fun and learning to do those movements again. And I have found that they've actually probably because hockey was like such an explosive thing training for that it's actually come back quite quickly. And that's been fun to see that improvement, but yes.
1: That's sweet. I we love can. tennis. I used to play growing up a lot, but like,
0: really I've never played before. And I'm oh my totally God, obsessed. I, I to
1: loved now. it growing up and I've been meaning to play it back into it for years. Like I just loved it. Cause it was like almost an, indi- like what could be individual sport if you wanted it to, like, it's almost, I don't love like, Volleyball is the only team sport I really like. Um, but – so wait, hold on. So if you do CrossFit box workout, can you box jump?
0: Yes. I just don't jump well in, like, on my own. But if it's part of a workout, maybe because I'm more focused for it or something. Um,
1: I'm, like, yeah, scared. Yeah, I'll
0: do, like the highest one. Do you ever but, get,
1: like, scared that you're – you do the highest one?
0: Yes, but I've been doing it forever, so it's not – like my mind doesn't see the fear in it. My mind's just like, get on to the next thing. So I'm not even paying attention really.
1: Yeah, it's like a fear thing. It's weird because I'm like, Oh, I can do this. And then I step up to the box and I look at it. I'm like, ah.
0: Yeah. So it's totally just your brain. But you're doing power cleans and stuff, right? Because that super helps. Because that's I your suck You did that
1: yesterday. I fucking suck at that pattern. But
0: that's the same thing. You're driving out of the ground with all the power that you can and that's the motion that yeah. you need for a box yeah. jump.
1: And Mark the coach is like, This is I'm like, this pattern's really hard for me. And he's like, That's because you can't jump. <laughs> right yeah. he just like reminds me. and get
0: land under the bar for those two so.
1: he like puts me in my place i'm like thanks mark <laughs> um, um i really need to
0: come to one of those classes with you
1: yes i'm gonna ask if he can because i don't know his obviously like the COVID stuff i don't know how he's working through that but i'm gonna ask
0: yeah do it do it now that we're on like phase whatever um okay so some of this dms also were around kind of advice being like it was really calming and I think everybody actually felt this we were all in this level playing field, whether it be races or just going out in general, where it was like you said at the beginning, it's a reason to introvert and there was no pressure because you did have, you had no FOMO. Nobody else was doing anything. We were all doing nothing. So if you got to a place where you're like, I love running for the friendships, for the consistency, and I don't need to race. But now I'm having a hard time because everybody else is in races again and you kind of feel like it's probably hugely social media, but there's a mental side to watching everybody else jump into everything. Um, What is your advice from a mental health standpoint and to continue to enjoy running for the reasons you found and kind of block out what other people are doing?
1: Like what's my FOMO advice? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My FOMO advice, I guess it would be like off the top of my head funnel your fucks that you give into like whatever you want to put your energy towards I don't know that sounds really lame but not lame but that's kind of cheesy I guess I just um yeah you only have so many fucks and I want to um <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> what is that not scientific enough for you <laughs> no the bottom of the oh! <laughs> Doc. <document. laughs> I just don't want to forget that we need to talk about that. (laughs) Are you also before we stop recording, you and I both need to talk about our why if we want to share that. Yeah. Okay. So you go first. It's so cheesy though. Like I could just go on like, Oh, you're, you're lucky. This is not in this Google doc. Um, <laughs> so i like, t- so I text myself a few days ago and I don't even know if I can read this out loud, but I, Oh, I don't even know. Uh, can you go first? Yeah, for okay. sure. Um, just want, I just want to know like the gauge of how cheesy I can be. Mine's not going to be as cheesy as yours. Oh, fuck.
0: But I can, I can cheese it up a bit if I need to. Um, So I was thinking about this because I was like, oh yeah, I know my why. And then I was like staring at a blank page, like, do, 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 do. I have no idea. And I know that it changed. Um, And I know that it definitely expanded kind of last year doing the FKTs and like having to like sess out the, our own adventure type thing and be totally prepared instead of relying on aid stations. And I was trying to figure out like, what is the common denominator between all these things that makes it why I want to do it. And the like best way I can summarize it is is it's just a thrill. And as somebody who was always kind of been chasing adrenaline or the edge or like the risk of falling off and dying, um, there is a thrill and it's being at like, I say it all the time, but that edge of comfort zone or like I said, in the middle of the night, like hallucinating cougars or just like, are we going to make it that to the town that we want to run to and even a like 50k training run on a weekend there's a bit of a thrill to it because you're like fuck I'm so tired I don't want to be doing this anymore um and there's always a bit of a risk and while it's like very safe there also you can push yourself pretty easily to make it feel kind of thrilling and then in a race um I talked about that like pre-race anxiety but that's also kind of fun because it is it's a pre-race anxiety is a thrill in itself and a rush um and it's more of a safe rush, I guess, now that I'm old, but it totally is. And even feeling like I'm kind of tired and then feeling like women's voices behind me, not tired and them like gaining Ugh. on you that's a thrill in itself. And you're like, fuck it. Like, so fuck the whole you, thing. Yeah. The whole thing. Um, I think the little bits and pieces that are thrilling is what I like.
1: Yeah. And I, I like what you said, like even the anxiety leaving, leading up to a race is like its own thing that you need to work on. Through and it's a challenge. You, you, it it has an end date as well. You're like this anxiety. I'm going to work through it, and the end date is when the gun goes off or whatever they're going to use the bell. Totally, the and right.
0: then that is what makes the satisfaction so big.
1: Yeah. um Oh God. Uh, yeah. So should I do that?
0: <laughs> there's like That's one. So li- nice. There's like
1: one line in the text to myself that I'm like, mm, should not share this. Uh, Yeah, like it is it does evolve, like what you said, and it is dynamic. And I think it that that dynamicism, if that's a word, is based on like external factors or, you know, call it COVID or whatever, and then internal ones. Um, so for years I used to yeah, so for me, without getting without getting like too into it, um, it was like a mental health thing. I I said for okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it. I share a lot of them. I don't share a lot on this, I guess, but I maybe I do. Um, yeah, I was, like, when I first got into it, like, when I was, like, 18 and, like, I jog with my mom's, like, you know, long-distance marathoner people, um, it was, like, when volleyball season ended in grade 12 and I just wanted to do something, uh, and I trained for a half marathon in grade 12 and then, yeah, I couldn't really identify for a bunch of years why I liked the endurance and why I like the long distance. Um, but I know, and it was obviously like the endorphins and the mental health piece, but I like think it took me many years to really identify that. Um, um And then, I've, I I, don't know, I used to say to myself, not publicly, but like, or maybe I have said it publicly to friends, that like running saved my life over the, like, there were certain times in my life where it actually was. It was like the constant or the the thing I could um, kind of fall back on or it could provide structure and consistency and goal setting just like any sort of mental health practice can and so I think I leaned on it a lot for that and there's been periods in my life where I've been probably overly dependent on it and even now I'm pretty overly dependent on endurance I just um, and that's just something I like to <laughs> try to monitor how dependent I am on it but I also recognize that like i I'm okay with accepting being dependent on it to a certain extent, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I think like from like, Oh, it saved my life to really just embracing the community, um, the remote beautiful places and the friendships and the memories. And this sounds so cheesy, but like really the memories, like you just think back of like all the ridiculous things that trail or ultra running, like, all the memories, like, it's brought you. It's just, like, so fun to really think back on dumb shit. Um, and it also, the thing I'm really drawn to about it is that it never came easy. It's never, like, I remember, I don't know, a bunch of years after I finally beat, like, my mom's marathon time. Like, it took so many years. And I remember some of her friends were like, oh, it's, like, good thing you're young. That must be so nice. And I remember being, like, thinking, no took me seven years of, like, marathon training to beat my mom's time. I was like, this is nothing to do with, like, my ability or my age. Like, my mom's, like, she was just, like, a pretty good age grouper in road marathons. And I was like, I just remember, like, it was never something that came that felt easy or good. And so I liked that challenge because it was, like, like so many of us, it's a challenge to get out the door. And, like, it feels good just getting out the door and knowing that you accomplished that first step. And I think that that's such a metaphor to so many things in our life, in our lives. Um, yeah, I think it's like any kind of hobby and thing that you're into. There's a lot of life, um, meaningful metaphors in it. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's not cheesy at all. Running saved my life, really, Hillary. <laughs> running for the memories. <laughs> running for memories and running saved my life. <laughs> No, 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 not cheesy at all. I think that's the title of my memoir, actually. Yeah, because that could be, maybe you're being chased. And everyone says, I'll only run if I'm being chased. Right. Or like yeah, shopping right. or, or like a sale or some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Okay, I had an ad that used to be like, oh, I only run if there's a sale. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I
0: mean, I could je- basically say that athletics in general did as well, or I would be seeking that thrill through parties right why do i have like a
1: rock what's the song with why do i have like a rock what's the song that has like a thrill what's um there's a lot there's a lot okay i have a lot of rock song titles floating around in my head yeah yeah uh that's probably why i liked birth too birth was a bit of a thrill (laughs) fuck you what did you say like i'll never forget i have like yeah so like after you gave birth and you're just like yeah i could do it again i just want to do it better i'm like what? You want a- I, said, I was like, wait, hold on. You want a PR giving birth? And you're like, yeah, I want a PR giving birth. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <sighs> okay. So
0: that was a very chit chatty episode, which makes me laugh because we had re- one review that was like, so much chit chat. Well, there you go. There's an hour of chit chat. <laughs> and I wanted, I wish I could respond so bad to some of them because I just would have been like, pod cast like literally that is the definition of podcasts is people talking but
1: yeah what do they know. want what do they what is the, what do the listeners want
0: i don't know not what we do <laughs> <laughs> um but i like this topic and i want to keep it kind of like going so if you listen to this and you have other reasons just like send them over because i think it's nice for motivation and then it's also nice to reflect on your memories and why and um Now that the The last cheesy thing I'll say is that it also, there is freedom in fitness because you literally can pick up new sports. You can bike somewhere cool. You can run somewhere cool and you can go on these adventures with your friends. So when people say, or we say, we're training to keep up with our friends, like we're fucking serious. We're training so that we're
1: always invited. A hundred percent. That's actually like why I was working with David Roach for so many years. I was like, I just want to train (laughs) to keep up with like Tara and Katie. Um, (laughs) I was just gonna say you sound like um body break with Al Johnson Hal Johnson or Al Johnson and Joanne McCloud, And you're like Joanne McCloud. I think Love that really Joanne dates McLeod. us. Our, <laughs> a lot of our listeners. <laughs> really if you don't know body break, you're too young. Get out of here. Um I just I wanna say a few more things about what you just said about the freedom and fitness thing. Sorry, I just like, can you call this episode freedom is in fitness or something? I also keep don't like the word, have, Keep fit and have fun. Keep it have, fun. I also don't like the word fitness. So I really like the fact I also want to like make fun of it. So I'm, I'm going to call it hashtag fit fam. Hip, fit, fit, fit. Fitspo. Fine. Fitspo. Oh my God. um, What was I going to say about that? Oh, the other thing I wanted to touch on for my why. Now that the world knows about my demons. Thank you. Um,
0: No, we didn't. We don't know what you were, what you were saved
1: from. Yeah. My demons. Food, it's, drugs, alcohol. Just, just, drugs, abuse. Just, just my demons. Straight up demons. What, what are, are they? they? <laughs> just demons. I don't know. I don't know. I just like think demons is the best word. Um. So (laughs) it is, but now that I've aired that, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. uh, oh, the idea that what I didn't touch upon is the fact that, um, ultra running is like such a privileged, like thing. You have to have time and like leisure and time means you have time and people, a lot of the time don't have time because they're working so much because the cost of living is so much. And so, I don't take for granted like the time I do have to recreate because it is such a privilege in itself. And so I think just recognizing the fact that like it's not all demographics that get to do what we do. And that's like a big reason why, um, not that I want to keep doing it more, but just the fact that like I feel really, really special that I get to do it. (laughs) No, I think
0: you're totally right. And as well, like having a supportive partner when you have kids and making that something that is, easier to do. Um, and just people in your life that recognize that it's important to you and willing to help support, I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. So we didn't get to Jordan Mackey's question. So let's do another trail tap sooner than later. Hey dog, Did if you-, you chew my shit again, I will throw you into the garbage can.
1: Oh, we're still recording. I don't want you to record this, but I want to tell you about my ACMG interview that I had on the weekend, but I don't have okay. It, you know. Okay. Well,
0: let's do closing remarks. Where can people find you?
1: oh now everyone knows about that uh and that's my dog at to t-o underscore s-c-h-o and i'm that's pretty much all i got right now i think
0: that's okay and i'm at Hillsport yeah. h-i-l sport 55 and uh there's lots of good baby content if you want to see a ridiculous toddler who is crushing some gymnastics and oh, thanks everybody wait, leave I us a rating and review even if you didn't like this episode just go ahead and do the five star and then we can keep going And all the backlog of episodes that get lost on, because we're 163, the first year-ish will eventually be on Patreon. Right now there's five, but I'm going to keep putting them up there. So if you want the backlog of all the old ones, if you're new, Patreon. Patreon link is in Instagram as well.
1: I want to hear about, um, oh my God, the fucking Patreon. We got to do more content for that. Uh, I want to know about Baker's pooing in the toilet. He's not. Oh, okay.
0: No, we tried. We tried so hard. And then I'd be like, okay, are you going to go on the potty? And he'd be like, not yet. Soon, though. And then he would just sit on the couch and take a shit. And I was like, kiss, you lied to me.
1: Like in a diaper or like on the couch? No,
0: on the couch. Because he would just be naked. So I'd be like, do you need the potty? Not
1: yet. Oh Soon, my- though.
0: He'd shit And on he's the only couch. two. His language, though, was like so good. I just woke up one morning and he was like, hi, mommy. How are you?
1: Whoa. Good.
0: And I was like, what? <laughs> I'll send you the video. It's so funny. I made him do it. time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Send to.
0: it to me. How are you? Good. <laughs>
1: um, okay. I'm gonna. Are you gonna stop recording now?
0: Yes. Okay. I can see bye. The, I can see the red
1: dot. I can see the red dot.
0: Dude, stop.